Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And... Here we are. I got nothing. I, yeah. I, I want to launch right into your recap. I'm very excited <laughs> about this. I'm extremely nervous about my recap. I don't do as much uh, public speaking or actually any. Given our audience, you can regard this as private speaking. <laughs> have I mentioned we have uh, four plays on Google uh, reflecting a total of possibly more than 20 minutes among those four plays? Three people listened to, I think, 15 to 30 seconds of it, and they'd clearly made a mistake. <laughs> One person couldn't get through. And, so this is not something that yeah. I would regard as public speaking. Yeah. True. Okay. Fire away. My recap. Issue 148 is named Cry Mutant. It starts out at a breakneck pace, which left me wondering whether I'd somehow missed at least two issues. First, we see Scott and Lee. When we last saw them, they had just woken up after what looked like an amorous night, and I guess amorous. what else... <laughs> I guess what else are you going to do while marooned on an island? And they spotted the city that definitely was not for food, maybe but was not there the night before. Carry on. I'm not sure how long they're supposed to have been on this island at this point days, weeks but their clothes are deteriorating at a rapid pace. I hope yeah. they're rescued soon, otherwise, we're going to be brushing up against full frontal nudity. Oh, yeah. Also, it looks like Scott has started taking steroids, and Lee has had some sort of breast enlargement or maybe waist ensmallment. I'm not she's, sure. She's had some ribs yeah, removed. Something... Yeah, Cher had that done. She got a rib removed. <laughs> oh. This is, I, 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 that's, that's a rumor, but yeah. I know that's really gross. That's yeah. actually a thing. Yeah. That's really, really messed anyway. up. They set off to explore the city, they have some banter, and Lee decides to go in for a quickie. <laughs> Scott is sort of kind of into it, and then he isn't, because Jean Grey. Kind of surprisingly, or maybe not, Lee goes all stereotypical high school girlfriend and storms off angry. Scott is left alone. I've got a lot more to say about that. Scott is left alone, blaming himself for being a creep, falls down, and then thinks, fuck it, and decides to have a look around, (laughs) then immediately feels guilty for unleashing his optic blasts. There are also a lot of expository thought bubbles to catch up a new reader. Soon Lee comes back, and they make up. Next, we see Wolverine and Nightcrawler having an improvised training session in the woods. Wolverine prevails, holds Nightcrawler down, and just for fun, unsheaths his Adamantium claws and drives them into the ground inches... Nice, nice read on Adamantium. Yeah. <laughs> inches from Nightcrawler's neck. All in good fun. Yeah. At that very moment, Storm, Angel, and Xavier are having an argument about whether Wolverine is too psycho to work with. Storm feels like it matters less that he's a psycho than that the X-Men help him to be the best version of himself. Angel feels the risk of having someone around who is so obviously unhinged is too high. Xavier isn't sure. Briefly, um, and this isn't funny, but but I have to say it <laughs> since it, it popped into my head. This isn't even like dad humor. I hate that term. But this isn't even. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ironic that Storm rarely storms off. Yeah. Other people do when she's in the room. <laughs> she's the one who doesn't storm she off. She does not storm off. Yeah. But she there was a double play, like a play on the words rogue storm in the last. Yes. There was the storm and then actually the, the robot storm. There was the actual weather no, I thing. No, wait, yeah. wait, wait, hang on. That's you, you thought that the robot storm was the rogue storm? Was the robot storm not the rogue storm? That was not how I read it. Um, there were two. Storm basically going apeshit at the end and, and having to 
regain her. We, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that the was whole the crux yeah, of yeah, her yeah, conversation in the last episode. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So you got a you got a B minus on your yeah. My mind remembering the last step. That's right. She did. I, I, I don't want to ironically grade you because you're so bafflingly concerned <laughs> about your performance on this thing. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, storm is for him. Angel is against. Xavier isn't sure, and the lady in the green suit, whose name I didn't remember at the time, but now I know is Moira McTaggart, doesn't say anything. Then all of a sudden we're in a third location. The underground hangar where Sean Cassidy, not of Partridge family fame, and Peter Rasputin are fixing a plane, watched by Peter's sister, Ileana. Ileana. Um, yeah. And I think that they make a Russian language error that we can... I've got, I've got a note about language as well. ...talk about later. Um, not 100% sure what the point of this scene was. Then we shift again. Soon, Sean Cassidy walks into a room and sees a young lady sitting there. All of a sudden, we learn that she's his daughter. Also, with little fanfare, Spider-Woman is somehow also here. Yep. There's much rejoicing. <laughs> it's just, it's so strange. It's, it's, it's like, I, 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 yep. get through your recap, okay. but, but, but make a note. I want to come back. Yep. I, I made a note about that as well. There, there's much rejoicing, apart from Moira, who was envious. She and Storm have a touching moment outside, bonding over the fact that they both have some maybe inappropriate resentments. Just like that, we're through this scene and on to, finally, the main action of the issue, or at least the stuff wow, that appears fireworks. on the front cover. Yeah. Yeah, when are they going to get to the fireworks factor? Okay. We, see, <laughs> we see a creature emerging from a sewer, an image that doesn't usually foreshadow good tidings. <laughs> this, is, this is Caliban. Not usually. Not usually. I mean, I'm, I've got an open mind. <laughs> Could be Santa Claus comes out of a sewer. I don't know. This is Caliban, and we can have a highbrow discussion of the literary references of this name in our literary references seg- literary references segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caliban refers to himself in the third person, which is how we know he's a little simple. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kitty, Aurora, Stevie, and Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman, are all dressed up with someplace to go, a club called Infinity. I want to know more about how the non-superhero outfits are drawn, because they're pretty consistently awesome. The, the ladies' clothes are, yeah, it, are as, super cool. As as usual, your notes are lining up with mine because yeah. I've got I've got I made a note about yeah. that as well. Uh, Caliban quote senses his people and starts making his way toward the club, just as Dazzler, who's also a mutant and whose mutant ability appears to be disco light shows, yes, takes the stage. <laughs> there, she has the mutant power of psychedelia. <laughs> There are screams. Kitty changes into her costume and phases through the floor to check them out. Caliban snatches Kitty. Aurora and Spider-Woman also change into their costumes. There's a fight. They end up outside. And finally, Kitty is free. Spider-Woman takes off Caliban's hood. Caliban talks in the third person about being lonely and apologizes. They offer to take him to Xavier. This is why he refers to himself in the third person. Because he's He's lonely. lonely. He wants the idea that there's a second person there. And also simple. They offer to take him to Xavier, but while they are briefly distracted, he leaves, opting to return to the sewer alone. Later, they talk about being outsiders themselves and how really they probably could have done more. Kitty feels bad about being freaked out by Nightcrawler's appearance. Finally, we're back to the island with Scott and Lee, and then a third voice. Ooh. Scott quickly Who could this be? Scott quickly susses out that it's dun dun dun. <laughs> Magneto or Magento. Or Magneto. Or, or Magneto. Yeah, okay. I'll always read it as Magento and his uniform doesn't help or his costume. Yes. Uh, and it could Scott, be a uniform. I mean, like, you know. It, no. It, no. It, like, he, he came from the weirdest TGI Fridays. 
<laughs> in all of Pennsylvania. And uh, Scott can't wait to see what happens next. Ironically, with the uh, the C there, mm. that, uh, I can't wait to. Uh, it's said that at the end. Okay. I can't wait to see what happens next. So that's okay. that's the recap. There you go. A fantastic recap. I, I feel very centered. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm delighted by that. <laughs> so um, you recapped. So I, I think I get to do the first. We, we already know a lot of. I've already sort of foreshadowed <laughs> the notes that I have. We would seem to line up with yours. Yeah, I find so, that when I when I do the recap, that's like that's all that I can manage. <laughs> So I don't actually have additional notes. Well, but, but they, they, they were, they were the in recap, the recap and, some, and, you, yeah. and you, you had a couple of asides. Yes. Careful with the paper. Sorry. Um, we, we run a very tight professional. We do. Show. Like the we audio do. quality We don't want there here. to be any paper shuffling we, noises. People, I mean, the, the people who listen to us on Google Podcasts person. don't know this yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, people, and, and nobody has heard us on Stitcher or iTunes yet. Um, Fair. But the people on Spotify and the good people on Podomatic who make us consistently in the top 10 science fiction podcasts on Potomatic, don't know. We're recording this from a soundproof room <laughs> that has been constructed on the specifications of audio engineers. So it's been you know, careful with the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we don't want uh, yeah. shuffle any papers. All right. Yeah, we don't want, because it, we're, we're doing this for you, the listener. And we want to make sure that you get a premium single, sonic experience. Single listener. We've got a. We've got a. We've got a question. I I can't wait for that. <laughs> okay, I can't wait, but I'm going to. Okay. Which is okay. Um, so let's talk about that scene with uh, Cyclops and Lee, where, um, first of all, the, we, we, we talk about gender loads and chauvinism and patriarchy and everything like that. So what I'm about to say, just take that with a grain of salt. Sure, that, that, like that I, 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 like I, I take everything be, that you say. That I aim to be <laughs> you know, a fair-minded person. Yeah. And I don't want... I want to say this without all of the cultural baggage sure. behind it. Let's do it. She's gagging for it. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Okay? <laughs> now... Sorry. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, she's into it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh-huh. they, and you know, that's fine. Because... They they were it was several issues ago, uh, that, you know, the the booty call got interrupted by two supernatural creatures and the death of her father. Right. From which she recovered pretty, emotionally pretty quickly, although she doesn't and, hesitate to bring it back up here. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we'll return to that. Uh, so in the last issue clearly <laughs> They got up to something, yeah. and she she's she's game for round two. She is okay. Yeah, um, I kind of liked that at first that she was like, "I'm not opposed to it." Machine, I mean, like, but this is what it, I mean you know, when I yeah. say you know when I say use that really crass yeah. term. I'm not trying to like shame her no. or anything. I mean, <laughs> it, whatever, and, and as you say, like he, you know, Cyclops, he appears to have been on some sort of like muscle tone thing. <laughs> he's been jacked pretty much. The whole run. Yeah. I mean, he's he's this sort of bookish, nerdy, not bookish, but you know, nerdy kind of loner, whatever. But um, anyway, there's every reason to believe that that, that physically, like, hey, here we are, we're on an island. Uh, these clothes seem to be fading away, disintegrating. <laughs> the world seems to be telling us something. So, if so I bend over, my breast is that. literally going to fall out yeah. of my top. So, so when I say like again, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shame that at all. But she's a little demanding in this case. Well, it's, it's like she it's, she 
you know, initiates the thing, which I thought was great, and that she wasn't sort of this uh, yeah. passive bystander to her own to her own fate. But then right. when he's sort of, you know, not weird, then I can't remember because I can't obviously yeah. remember anything, whether he's told her about Jean before, this is the first time he's British. mentioned it. I'm going to assume that he has because <clears throat> he says, uh, well, she says, yeah, what's wrong? Is it Jean? Right. Yeah. So he has to have mentioned it at some point. Yeah. But then he says her name was, so it's like... You know, and maybe that's kind of just there for you know to to re- to remind people yeah, yeah. of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't like he wasn't that weird about you know apart from being kind of hot and naked. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that he necessarily has done anything really wrong. I mean, I don't think either one of them did anything wrong. It's like she went in for the kiss. He was sort of into it. Then he was there. Then it's like, yeah, you know what? This feels weird. And maybe we ought not do this. And then she flips (laughs) the fuck out. Right. Uh, And her rationale here is problematic at best. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I like you. So Scott says, I like you, Lee. I care for you. It's too soon. And I want to get involved again, which kind of feels like the right thing for him to say it's right. very plausible and he's like like okay you know we had our little tryst on the beach or whatever but like let's, and then maybe it was just let's, sleeping you know? let's who knows yeah. although come on um but he, he's like like hey hey slow down uh and then and then her response i'm not asking for involvement <laughs> and fair yeah put your cards on the yeah. table yeah. but the way that she's drawn is like he looked, I'm not asking for involvement. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> picture, like, the image of her yeah, is... Yeah. I know about grief and loss. We buried my father two months ago, and I seem to be able to get horny again. <laughs> well, what's, so, what's your problem? And just, like, yeah. the, 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 the picture of her is really, you know, she's got that sort of, like, right, glowy, angry right. orange halo with, like, yeah. the, you know, eye daggers and stuff. Yeah, um, and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so her response, I mean, like, whatever, they're shipwrecked and, and she's, she's not having a good year, right? <laughs> like her father's dead and, and, and okay, fine. But like neither is Scott. Yeah, no, no and, one's having, he the, can't find his fucking glasses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On top of everything. What's happening? I can't see he anything. He has to tie the last yeah. remaining bit of his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Around his face. Yeah. My balls are just like about to fall out of these shorts. Yeah, he's, he's got all like, scrunched up in there. I'm just he, I'm having he, problems. He's got the Bob Weir shorts going. <laughs> the just Bob Weir cutoffs. Noticing that in that same picture of her yeah. with like the orange halo, she's showing like half of the bottom of her like massive like under boob. I, I, I don't want to dwell on this. You don't want for the recording, I want you to point it out to me later, but yeah, that, that, right. it, it's not an audible thing here. Um, it, and also, like, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're both nearly naked and things are... Yeah, they're both nearly yeah, everyone's naked. Everyone's sad. Yeah, okay. But, uh, so she fucks off. Man, the quads on Scott. Yeah. Those are, I gotta tell you, that's... Anyway, uh, as a uh, you know, proudly, <laughs> proudly, <laughs> admittedly heterosexual man... Like, mm-hmm. Nice thighs, Scott. Yeah, in that um, in that scene, but in the in the beginning, he actually looks a little bit weird. <laughs> in the first, you very the cover the cover art. Yeah. Okay, um, but but later, wait, where does he say that he was a jerk? Um, oh yeah, uh, the next page, um, page five says, uh, "I can be a real creep." 
How was he a creep? Yeah. <laughs> How was he a creep? Um, this is behavior that that felt pretty appropriate. I don't. Yeah, think I mean, maybe you know, wrong. maybe something leading to an awkward moment, but the storming off seemed, you know, even if they had actually yeah. had a tryst on the beach. Uh, Saying, "Hey, look, I know it, this is what embarrassing. Happened, yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've—I don't want to say we've all been there or anything like that, but um, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know where to go from that, but I—I I, so, so I was, I was, I was bothered by that. I like Lee, and what—what um, what is it? Like, that's not shrewish. What, 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 what is? I, there's got to be. Some label for that. Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I wonder, I'm sitting here wondering if, like, they had they had intended to make it, like, almost kind of feministy that, like, she, you know, they, they, that, that, that she felt like yeah, she had missed been, the mark. There. She had, yeah, missed them or maybe just missed the cultural time of the time that this was written versus when we're reading it. But, you know, Could maybe be, yeah. they had, you know, before <clears throat> she would have just been sort of uh, used by him and kind of taken it uh, lying down, <laughs> as it were. Uh-huh. Uh, this time they decided to, to have her, um, you know, they had, they had fooled around on the beach and were supposing that they had because we don't really know. Um, I, I know that we don't really know. Right. And so for the purposes of this podcast, we're right. going to assume that I they mean, did. But it, but it matters. Like if they, I know that it matters. Right. If but, they but, had, then, then they could be saying, I know, that, you know this is a woman who's, you know, she's, she's not going to, she's yeah. not going to just, you know, let him kind of run hot and cold and whatever. And she's going to, yeah. you know, express her, her feelings about that and, and, and get angry because but women are never genders, allowed to get angry. Uh, but, you yeah, know, flip the genders and let's say that, that they did fill her out on the beach. And then the dude says, uh, hey, I don't see any food or shelter. What do you say we fool around? And the girl says, you know, my boyfriend just died. Oh, your boyfriend just died? Yeah. Well, that's just too bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah th- no. That would be uh, unacceptable. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that's all that I have to say about that. Yeah. I was bothered by this. Uh, I, I'll, I'll punctuate that. And obviously, you can have the last word. But um, punctuate that with... Um, this is a comic book about superheroes and we're talking about like morning after a one night stand yeah. squabbles. Yeah. <laughs> Anything more they, for, for, from your side? That's important. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't like the scene. Um, yeah. I, I had also liked her and, and that reaction was like, Bob, oh, that doesn't, you know, it didn't ring true for me in terms of how she would, you know, not to say that she, she couldn't have been frustrated or upset or whatever. Sure, but just yeah. that sort of like crazy high school girlfriend. Uh, Until she you know, freak out. Off. Yeah. <laughs> her 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 response and, and even being disappointed about about being uh, if you want the better word right. jilted. Yeah. Um, and also well, you're like, like that's understandable. Yeah, and also you're in this pl- like you're in this weird you know just separating you know we all know from watching horror movies is always a bad idea. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad idea. Okay. All right. Anything else? No, no. That's Groovy. yeah. I mean, generally yes, but not about this particular scene. Yeah, and then um... oh, okay. So I, I noted this, and and we're we're closing out that scene on page six. So she comes back, and they reconcile. Um, Night passes, and two lonely young people find peace in each other's arms drawing what strength they can from their still fragile emotional bond. We'll try not to think what will happen to the bond of the future, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think I latched on to two lonely young people find peace in each other's arms. Uh, I wrote down Cy, Cyclops and Lee fuck again. Oh, God. <laughs> you 
don't know that. I know that I don't know that. <laughs> they could just be hugging. Yeah, maybe they did. Okay, fine. Um, you spend too much time around our children. <laughs> okay. A special hug. It's a, it's a very special hug <laughs> that lasts between 10 and 15 minutes. Uh, okay. My next note was uh, Nightcrawler and Wolverine friends. Yay. I, the fact that the two of them hung out a bunch uh, and they had this really fantastic camaraderie is something that I really didn't plug into when I was reading them the mm-hmm. first time, but I, I really love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you know, Nightcrawler does not seem bothered by the unsheathing of the claws. The yeah you know purposeful near miss right. you know it seems a little a little <laughs> abusive <laughs> but uh he, he he seems to sort of take it in stride like oh oh wolverine you're <laughs> almost like and wolverine i don't know how well this is established but wolverine is much older than everybody else mm-hmm. because of his mutant ability like he's at some point they established that he's like 100 years old all right or something like that um so chronologically, he's older, but maybe it's like a slight older brother kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I had not assumed, I had had assumed that they were the same age, and in fact, I almost maybe if asked would have even said that Nightcrawler was older because he's sort of more seems that he's way. wise and sort of more level. Well, and maybe he is. I mean, yeah. chronologically, Wolverine is older. Yeah. Brief shout out to older brothers. Uh, my had an older brother who used to uh, beat the shit out of me, <laughs> kind of routinely. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> we've moved on. We've made peace with that, so I should uh, not pick on him. But um, yeah. hope, hope you're listening. <laughs> me too. Hey, yeah. hey. Uh, 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 it's water under the bridge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually legit though. We um, after we we, we become adults, we, we had a conversation about that. Yeah. Like, like, and then we we're not going to use his name, but uh, like, like, you know, he used to beat the shit out of me, and like, like, that was that was not fun. Yeah. It was like way more fun for you. For and, you and, like, yeah. and, he, and he felt bad. Yeah, um, I'm sure he did. Yeah. So uh, because he's a good person, yes. And yes. I'm delighted that he's my brother, and I love you, and I'm glad you're my brother. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not very articulate. Yeah, we're all going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to cry. No one's going to come on. Uh, or you know you can't. I don't want to stop you, but <laughs> nobody needs to. All right. So now we're discussing. Yeah. What else? What else had you written down? Oh, um, what, what, page eight. I, I wrote down the word antsier. Antsier. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's so relative levels of antsiness. Weird. Like does I'm it, feeling antsy. Does it say that somewhere? It says yeah. I, I'm going to look for it for just in, in just a moment, but. Um, I, I, I found that word just uh, delightful. Huh. But, but you, you know the word antsy, right? Yeah, yeah, I know the word so, antsy. So, so he's, he's putting it into comparatives and, and presumably superlatives. Um, hey, are you feeling antsy? I bet I'm feeling antsier. <laughs> I am feeling the antsiest. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I'm not saying uh, that word, although I'm, I'm trying uh, to... Uh, talk while I talk not, while I uh, uh, Talk, 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 talk. As yeah. I'm reading, I'm reading. Uh, this is uh, so dead air. We've got dead air. We've got dead air because I have said everything that I have to say about this particular scene, apart from uh, what is more. There we go. Um, Angel, um, I've tried to relate to him, work with him, but the more I know him, oh, the, the antsier I get. There you go. I started off antsy. I'm not a getting any answier. less antsy. I'm getting more <laughs> antsy, or now. as one might say, antsier. Antsier. Hmm. Antsier. 
uh, my favorite act. <laughs> so this this actually came as a surprise to me because I had not it had not occurred to me that uh, you know that, that that there were issues with not wanting uh, Wolverine to be part of the part of the team. Right. This is the first I'm seeing of that. I think. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Um, certainly, we've established that Wolverine is among the uh, the whatever mm-hmm. the the more violent of the uh, more explosive. Yeah. Yeah, the more explosive of the people. Um, which brings us to our recurring segment, "Back to the Past of Future Days." Okay. <laughs> I'm reading. Something in this 40-year history, uh, as we know, I'm reading like like four, four comic books a day, something like that, <laughs> at, a, at a shocking rate. So there is a title that was launched, I don't know when, I got I to wiki it, but a um, thing called X-Force, mm-hmm. which is uh, like they do like the wet works, the stuff that, <laughs> Ew. like like the dirty jobs, yeah. that wet works like in the... Like like assassination, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, covert, you know, dark yeah. shit. Um, so X Force, these are the people that, that take on the jobs that are that are too dirty for the X Men. Right. Um, so that came out at some point, and th- th- there were some one offs and miniseries, and there's there's one that I, I stumbled on called the X Force miniseries called Sex and Violence. So, wow. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, you know, yet another nail in the coffin of being able to have to have the app uh, on our on our yeah, kids, on iPads. kids' iPads. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's. Like it's PG thirteen, yeah. But setting the sex to one side, mm-hmm. like the violence. So we see Wolverine use his claws, right, uh, from time to time. This there was one scene. I, I still have this image in my head. He uses his claws on a dude's head. Okay, like like I, I know this happens. Yeah, I know this happens in this fictional like, world. Yeah, I, I, I presume that, yeah. that that is an element of. How he, um, whatever, but, like, it's kind of specific yeah. <laughs> in how they show yeah. that. Ooh. And, um, yeah, so we, we get it. Wolverine is on a short fuse. Yeah, so, so, and that came, uh, I think, like, maybe in the mid-aughts. I, I can look it up, but, mm-hmm. but um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, X-Force. X-Force, which is going to take Wolverine's violence to, to a whole new, whole new level. Yeah, socially acceptable level. That was Back to the Future, <laughs> Back to the Past of Future Days. <laughs> Returning now. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, and then we have the scene with um, Sean Cassidy, who yeah. I did have to look, because I was like, that name is so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there another Sean hey, Cassidy? Yeah, I think I love you. Yeah, spelled differently. That song ought to be good, but it's not. Yeah. Great chorus, awesome chorus, but uh, the rest of that song is just garbage. Yeah, a little, yeah. little tedious. I listened to it uh, sometime back, and I'm like... I love that chorus, but man, oh man, that song is just, eh, it's really, yeah. just kind of lays there. So he, it's spelled differently also, so I should have known, if I had been a Sean Cassidy fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sean Cassidy, you are probably not old enough to a be little, a Sean a Cassidy. A little young, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I saw yeah. the Partridge Family in, in reruns, I guess. All right. We're, 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 we're going to come up to our to our question from uh, listener mail, but... um. Who, who was your, like, eight-year-old or nine-year-old crush? Or did you have one, even? Maybe not at that age. Were culturally aware of Not at that okay. age. Certainly not at that age. Okay. Um, when I was a little older yeah. than my, like, celebrity crush was Don Johnson. You, you told Miami me this Vice. before. Yep. Yeah. Oh, big, okay. big fan of Don Johnson. Nothing to be ashamed of yeah. there. Even today, I, it's been a long time. This is going to be the second time on this podcast that we'll mention Tin Cup. 
which is a movie that that I I don't we're giving it more cultural legacy yep. than I think it has. But uh, he was in that movie. He looked great. Very yeah. dapper. He's one of these like uh, Mickey Rourke uh, was uh, incredibly good looking in the eighties. Maybe he didn't age well. Yeah. Uh, Don I Johnson. Think he, actually, I think he had some bad, some bad. I mean, Mickey Rourke looks like he had some, some bad work done, or maybe just too much good work done. He also boxed yeah. a bunch, and so got his face smashed to oblivion, and maybe tried to to fix it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, John Johnson looked yeah, all right. Looks all right. He was, he was, uh, He's obviously also had work done, but he looks all right. Okay, it's been a while yeah. since I've seen him, but but you know, Tin Cup. Um, no need to watch Tin Cup, but if you're Don Johnson, <laughs> like if you had a crush on Don Johnson when you were a young girl, and now you want to see what a like a middle aged Don Johnson looks like, treat yourself. <laughs> uh, Renee Russo's in. Uh, we've already mentioned that Renee yeah. Russo's in that. Uh, uh, I never had a childhood crush on her because no. I don't know that would have had the opportunity. My childhood crush would have been Aaron Gray. Oh yeah, okay. and and the Buck Rogers. Aaron Gray, Buck. not the Silver Spoons. Right. Aaron Gray, nothing wrong with the Silver Spoons one, but uh, no, the uh, uh, the Buck Rogers one because uh, I like a little sci-fi. Yeah. And, uh, at that age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, And you know, our audience doesn't know that we we've, we've actually been talking about Silver Spoons. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This know, is not I wouldn't the first say line. a lot, but it has come up in our <laughs> normal lives a couple of times how over did, the past how did week. It come up. I can't originally. remember. We were talking like, about eighties eighties. TV shows or something, right? I mean, the podcast, like, like reading this stuff, like it, it is. We're getting really eighties, yeah. And, and we watched War Games on, on Friday, it was nineteen eighty three. And Stranger Things is a nice vehicle yeah. for for children to yeah. kind of latch onto the early eighties. So uh, it's all creeping up, yeah. Uh, like it's all, that, it's all coming up eighties. Yeah. So next scene, can you explain to me what the the purpose of this scene is? So we, we've, we mentioned this before, and uh, in terms of purpose, it does not, it, it's a character scene. Um, it does not drive the narrative forward in any way. Um, part of what w- w- the writers need to do is to make sure that the readers are aware of the expansive cast of characters yeah. that they have. Um, similar to a soap opera, like like a, a daily soap opera, you know, like daytime soaps. Do those still exist, by the way? Probably. Okay. Um, they've got five hours of television every week, and they never rerun anything. Right, right. They have to. I mean, I guess, right. but I don't know. In this one, like, so, I would have loved to have seen this the previous scene, like carry on a little bit longer for another page, yeah. like a little more discussion about that, or even more with. Uh, with with Wolverine and Nightcrawler, but anyway, whatever. So here we are yeah. with uh, you know. Now, let me be clear. That's my read of, of why yeah. the scene is there. I may, I may be off base, and you know, Claremont might have a different uh, a different take on so, that. So note on the Russian language. Oh yeah, what is uh, the way that 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 the little girl is addressing her brother with the two names. That second name for all of you, uh, Pyotr Nikolaevich. Yeah. That second name is called a patronymic, which is like yeah. a, a formal form of address, right. the way that one would call an older person. I do not, it, it rang false to me that siblings would refer to each other by their first name and their patronymic, even if one of them was made out of steel and also <laughs> yeah. a lot older. Um, yeah. And, you know, as as people do when something from their home culture is like a little bit wrong, it like it really bothered me. No, I hear you. you. Know, I you hear know, you. Yeah. In a way that doesn't matter to, I'm sure, anybody else. What, what, what would your patronymic be? Ina yeah. Anatolievna. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. It always ends in A if it's female. Yeah. yeah okay. Anatolievna. Um, yeah. 
So, anyway. Fully agree. I'm trying to come up with a counterexample just like to support the idea that, that I absolutely understand why that would uh, uh, bother you. Yeah. Um, I had a note on language... Um, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's actually that, yeah, that very same page uh, where I made it. So, you, this is a, not a catch-22, um, whatever. The the writers, Claremont, in this case, Claremont's going to be the only writer that we're talking about for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but but comics generally, you know, Claremont specifically, they just want to remind the reader that this is a person for whom English is not the native language, right, but right. from another place. So, they'll throw in stuff. That they know their audience is aware of. Of Viva Zit. Right, right. Great. Um, Tavarish. Yeah. Which in the 80s, maybe. One would have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody calls anybody comrade anymore, but uh, in the 80s, even Tavarish. Um, so just to remind it, but I, it, it, it feels unnatural to me. Um, so, so I'm not. Let's say I'm not bilingual. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not. My, my German is advanced, but I, I wouldn't. You're like would, one and a half lingual. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say even one and two one thirds. One and two thirds. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, my German's pretty good. But, but my German is, is, is enough that, that I do roll it into my language, but not in the way that that anybody in the comic does. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll do it. It's, it's really, I, I say Protestant a lot. Mm-hmm. We do. And that's one that nobody right, right. would know. Yeah. Because um, they're. they're um, vielleicht, I say, mm-hmm. uh, from time to we time. Say sometimes. Doch? Yeah. Do we? No, sometimes. Maybe you do. Maybe, um, okay. maybe we used to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite um, words. If we don't, we should. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll leave that in there. Um, so, so to me, having more than one language, uh, you know, not two, but more than one, um, the way that you weave that other language in, in, in and out is one where English is inadequate to the task right. uh, in terms of efficiency. And um, Trotsdam is a great example mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both of you who are listening who might not speak German, <laughs> um, Trotsdam means like nevertheless. Right. Uh, but but it, it just functions, uh, I think, more effectively yep. um, auf Deutsch. Um, that's a very, very mild critique. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, I get the why they're using phrases that we say, like, like, like Colossus will say "nyet" right. uh, from time to time. I get why we're right, doing that to say, like, like hey, he, he's yeah. actually not a native English speaker. It just yeah. is a, yeah, Kurt is a, so forth. But, uh, all right. Um, I feel guilty for having made that critique now because... Yeah, uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, all right, we are, we are yeah. each other's audience, so really it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So then there's this whole thing, which again feels like it should have had its own whole issue of this guy discovering that this is his daughter. And I guess there are maybe things that I'm supposed to know about, like Black Tom Cassidy and uh, how Spider-Woman fits into all this. But there's just like a ton of stuff crammed into this this next page. Um, And it's kind of it's a little bit hard to, to, to really emotionally feel invested in any of it. So before we get to that. Okay. <laughs> because my next note, I, 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 um, awesome outfit that she has on. Yeah, yeah, all That's, the outfits are really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, really. It's, it, it's one of those. I think of it as being a '70s kind of a thing. Uh, like the outfit is drapey, and you got like big necklaces and, and bracelets. And by the way, I've already said more about clothing and style in the past 15 seconds than I have probably in the past year. 
So like, I'm not I'm not a guy who ne- like I no, cannot not a guy who notices stuff. things like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm being a little bit unfair. Uh, last night we watched an episode of Agent Carter. She has a nice hat. She does. You did comment on her hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if I were eight, then then Haley Atwell would be my uh, would be the new crush. Yeah, yeah uh, that's and, fair. And she might be my current crush anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So you, you had mentioned that when they were at the at the club. I got to look at that. Awesome outfit. Yeah, like particularly Storm's outfit at the club is amazing. Yeah. Kitty's got this really awesome skirt. Yeah. And somehow it's only for the women. Like even Moira Taggart's costume is like pretty cool, the sort of fitted uh, blazer suit thing, pantsuit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all the men, like not so much. All the men only wear brown <laughs> and they all like somehow the men's fashion is like much more dated and seventies looking than the women's There's sitting here 70s. right now thinking about that. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I mean, not, maybe I just haven't had a careful no, I, I think that's, look at it, but my, my, my recollection is that that's pretty legit. I yeah. think that from call it, you know, 1975 to 1982 women looked way better than, than men, men did yeah. uh, sartorially yeah. speaking. A lot of earth tones, uh, like, plaid blazers and stuff i mean it was it was a bad turtlenecks with blazers yeah so yeah, yeah you've got yeah, sean cassie during the turtleneck um is xavier wearing an ascot yes or like yes <laughs> yes jesus christ yeah. I mean, it just <laughs> looks like he is yeah yeah that's that's a disaster okay yeah also all brown anyway yeah bad bad stuff um so i kind of found it hard to like care about this father thing because like maybe it'll crop up again in the future maybe it won't it was a little it just felt rushed this whole issue felt really rushed for me so it it came from out of nowhere uh for me as well i don't know who black tom well i know i know the name uh and and we can you know if you name your child black tom you're you're kind of asking for trouble um so so i don't want to sound like i'm I'm telling you the right way to, to read it uh you're reading it the right way. Yeah. The way that I tend to read it is again like this is this soap operatic thing right. where we've got eight plot lines, and this is one of those kind of interstitial um, issues, which, when they're done well, tend to be my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot like uh, Age of Ultron, the party uh, right at, at Stark Tower. Right. Like that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> Because it's just great. I love watching superheroes just hang out. Yeah. Um, supplemental to that, I, I like it when there are a number of different threads. There's one um, that I remember in particular, John Byrne, when he's doing Fantastic Four, there's an issue where you can tell that he's tying up some loose ends right. and starting some new plot threads. And like that, you just kind of have to do that sometimes. Right, right. And well, there's and, an issue and, where it's it's like a it's like a sorbet. Right. Uh, sorbet is not the right word. Um I know. Yeah. Metaphors. Uh, it, it's like a. It's like a metaphor. It's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so there's a lot of that. It, yeah. There's a lot of that happening yeah. here. We've concluded a three-issue arc. We're going to start, start another a new one. Right. So we need to. We, we, we we've got a. We've got a. I'm gonna get a metaphor. Yeah. If it kills I'm, me. I'm. I'm. I'm we've, we've got a stove that. with like eight pans on it, yeah. and so we're 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 dealing with the, like six of the back burner right, thing. Right. Right. Yeah. The fish is done, but yeah. the butter is just starting to melt on right. the, the other one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And now, again, having said that, I, I fully agree with you that 
who are these people yeah. and why do I care? <laughs> why are there why are there so many people in that house all of a sudden? Yeah. And what the fuck is Spider Woman doing? <laughs> I saw this and I'm like, blah blah blah. It's like, wait, what? Am what? I, yeah. Am I, am I stoned? What just happened? Did I not see Spider Woman? It's almost like like, like it's almost dreamlike in mm-hmm. like, like what is it like, like like the like the alternate realities where like Buffy where like Jonathan is the mayor and stuff like yeah. that. Like, did, did I miss something? What happened? Why is Spider in costume? Yeah, weird. She's not fighting crime. Strangely, totally unrelated to what yeah. you were just talking about. I was flipping back and forth between page. Say that again. Totally unrelated. To what totally unrelated to what you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I wasn't really listening. I was I looking know. at this yeah. picture. Yeah. So, and this is not a big deal, but someone didn't catch this that on page ten, yes. Moira is wearing a pantsuit, which I just commented oh, I on. That. Yeah, yeah. And then on page yeah, she's got a skirt. Eleven, she's wearing a skirt. Yeah. I did not catch that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so never a dull moment uh, at Xavier <laughs> Xavier's yeah. mansion. So many people. Who like, feeds all these people? Why is Spider Woman there other than corporate synergy? Yeah, I mean, she apparently brought the 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 the, the daughter person mm-hmm. there, and she's met them in some other. Sh- anyway, I don't know. I found it hard to care about that whole thing, but I'm curious to see what uh, what happens with that. I guess with Spider Woman, probably nothing. 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 Other than maybe somebody who read this, ah, oh, I should probably check out Spider Woman. And for all the good it for all the good did uh, that title. Alright, so uh, finally I I quibble with the finally because I, I love the various threads. Yeah. Not all of them worked here, but I, yeah, I love true. the character moments. Fair, fair. Can't I can't quibble the, with as it were what I can't quibble with you. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I have no response to that, thank yeah. you. That's all right. Okay. Somehow, and then the action of this last bit feels like it plays out oh. pretty. So, so, sorry, sorry, pretty fast. I, I, I was totally paying attention yeah, to you, no, unlike, you unlike you, unlike I was. Yeah. So, there was just on page ten. I, I forgot to mention telepathically eavesdropping. Yeah, that was creepy. I what had, the fuck? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. What I did the, the thing. Fuck? Yeah, I don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't even do that to the kids if I could. Ugh. Oh, you would. No, I wouldn't. Really? Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. All right, cool. Um, they established that Xavier is a moral telepath, that he does not you know, check in on people. Mm-hmm. But um, Un- Unless he does. What that page presupposes <laughs> is he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so so we finally get to the fireworks factory. Finally get to the fireworks factory, and, and like I said, for me that it all sort of you know there was the thing, there was a kerfuffle, yeah. there was some fighting. Um, page eleven, I have a question. Middle of the page, when we see Caliban emerge from the sewer, yes, he's got gloves, yes, that are tied onto his wrists, yes. Who tied them on? <laughs> True. He must have used his teeth, you know, like that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Keep okay. his gloves on. All right. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. So that he could look more like the Scarecrow. Yeah. From yeah. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So right. I feel like I'm supposed to feel a little bit sad for Caliban, but um, maybe it's his referencing himself in the third person. I do not find, I did not find that I had that. Maybe it was just because he was so quickly in and out of our lives right. for now. I did not find that I had the same um, empathy for him as I did for uh, for Man-Thing. 
Hmm. Possibly because people that talk about themselves in the third person are ridiculous and annoying. <laughs> and Have you ever known anybody to do that? No. I have not. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Caliban, I'm on the fence. Um, I'm going to let you know, this is not the last that we will not see of Caliban. the last that we will see of Caliban. Caliban will come back. And actually, you know what? I, I do sympathize with him. Because uh, he's bonkers and his isolation has made him a little bit more bonkers. Uh, you know, I might be able to relate to that a yeah. little bit. Um, period. We're, uh, I'm being mindful of the time. I know that we haven't gotten to spot the 80s and we've got a, uh, um, we've got a fan mail question. Fan mail question, yep. Do, can, can we say that um, this this discotheque is a spot yeah, the 80s Yeah, I was going to say the whole, the whole oh, club scene is a stinger, spot the 80s Because we need, need the audio stinger. It's time for Spot the 80s. So what did you see? <laughs> Really made to think of just the yeah the club the whole scene at the club was a yeah, very yeah uh, spotty kind of kind of moment <laughs> yeah. yeah like the disco show yeah and all of that other than that nothing notably jumped out at me notably dazzler is not wearing roller skates right she is not no no she she does oh she does wear ordinarily roller skates. okay because that's that's a very 80s thing um yeah she runs a gamut of styles. Rock, rhythm and blues, soul, folk, country, pop. Because like Gregorian chanting was yeah, not... nothing. Right. And I wanted, country and Western. Yeah. Well, no, rhythm and blues. Uh, soul, folk. Yeah. Um, I, I, did, I did write down, like, you know, actually, having read Dazzler number one... I think they really want her to be some weird Janis Joplin. Right. Person. Okay. Um, although, although not. I mean, if you think about Janis Joplin, actually, that would almost apply to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. I need to read that Dazzler. Um, we need to read that. Number one issue. But, yeah. Uh, staying with Janis Joplin, like me and Bobby McGee is a country song. Mm-hmm. She did loads of R and B and soul. Um, I'm not arguing. And so, yeah. like, that's the only person I could think of that would actually credibly you could watch a Janis Joplin performance and think that she had done those styles but hopefully not worn that jumpsuit exactly that's where the similarities end right (laughs) yeah but um weird so I I'm giving them way more credit I think than they deserve (laughs) uh, because this is like like Claremont uh, oh she's she's so good she's such a perfect singer she can do every style imaginable Uh, Torchlight Broadway stuff. She can, uh, she can sing opera, <laughs> like everything. Um, but but a part of me really wants to believe that somebody is a big Janis Joplin fan, and they want her to be a superhero. But somehow during the creative process, uh, she has this uh, weird disco, disco transformation. Era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should probably very, very briefly touch on the name Caliban because I knew that that was a name from Shakespeare, but I had to actually, because I'm not familiar with The Tempest, uh-huh. I had to actually look that up. I'm not familiar with The Tempest, but I am familiar with the film Prosperous Books, oh. which is, <laughs> I never get tired of saying, the worst movie I have ever seen. Look. I enjoy movies, and if somebody says, like, oh, this guy is not sophisticated, he just doesn't get Peter Greenaway, you're half right. <laughs> I don't get Peter Greenaway. I don't even, I don't want to label myself sophisticated. I've seen a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> 
I've seen good ones. I've seen bad ones. You know, I've got pretty Catholic taste in in film. I like good movies. Yeah. Um, Prosperous books sucked. All right, so it's loosely based on The Tempest and also some weird fever dream of somebody who wants (laughs) to have the most literate letter to Penthouse ever. (laughs) Tell us about The Tempest, please. Tempest, which I have not read, but apparently yeah. Wikipedia tells me that <laughs> Caliban was the name of like a half man, half sort of monster who right. lived on the island right. when Prospero showed up, um, and and he was not happy about it, and so he at one point uh, kidnapped Prospero's daughter Miranda um, and wanted to populate the island with um, a, a race of human Caliban. Um, like three-fourths human. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And uh, and then somehow he, he came back around to Prospero's uh, side at the end of the story. Okay. So, you know, maybe I should read The Tempest, but, uh, yeah. you know, the name's a little bit, you know, a little on the nose, but... Uh, that's that's where the name comes from. Well, yeah, the name is... For this story. The name yeah. is bang on the nose. Yeah. But I think that... Um, Forgive me, I think most comics readers, certainly me, when I was nine and reading this, I didn't know. No, no, yeah. Tempest sure. was. I, um, I may have seen Forbidden Planet, which uh, I need to remind you is also based on The Tempest. And by the way, Forbidden Planet is a much better film <laughs> than Prospero's books. I've not seen Forbidden Planet, and I did not know that it was based on... I've seen that. Uh, uh, i got to edit that out. Yep. Um, edit point five seconds ago. So, <laughs> our son has seen... Uh, Forbidden Planet, and he really dug it. Uh, it's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so yeah, and then and then we, you know, the, there's like a one scene thing at the end where they're like, yeah, maybe we should have tried harder. Maybe we should have, you know, and they feel kind of bad about it, but not so bad that they haven't all put on their like fancy clothes again and are enjoying yeah, let's some, start dancing, you know, champagne yeah. out of goblets or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's um, and then we're back to you know, and then, and, we're then back. and then and then Magneto or Magento. And- so there is uh, Cyclops Lee. Whatever you do, don't mention my name. If he hears that, if he heard me refer to my optic blasts, if he even suspects it, how does he not know who you are? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was always in his, you know, in in in, in superhero stories. Yeah. Glasses are really the thing that hide your identity from other people. So you're, it's like, oh, I'm got no, now I've got my glasses off. Right, I look like right. a completely different person. <laughs> no one recognizes me, like in Supergirl. <laughs> oh, now Have I've got seen, my glasses on. Um, <laughs> I just look like my regular identity. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, so that's how. It, it, you've not seen the movie Mystery Men. No. We should watch it yeah. because it's uh, it's a it's a very funny a very funny movie. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe it's funny. I thought it was hilarious when I saw it. William H. Macy, one mm-hmm. of my absolute favorite actors, is in there. Uh, and God, Greg Kinnear plays it's like Mr. Fantastic, but he's also like like Bob or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like so, so they know. Of this superhero and like like Bob or something. So, and at one point, so William H Macy's character, who who is by the way, his superpower is that he can shovel. Really well. He's the shoveler. <laughs> uh, so saying like, hey, maybe Bob and Mister Fantastic are the same guy. And he says, Bob wears glasses. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic doesn't, <laughs> doesn't wear, glasses. wear glasses. That's that's the, <laughs> says, that's the like, disguise. This is so obvious. It's like, but but he wears glasses. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd love to know if, if, if like uh, Clark Kent is going to somebody's house, like there's because kids love to wear grown-ups glasses, yeah. and so 
gosh, Mister, can't these glasses don't do anything? <laughs> they don't disturb. Uh, give me, me those glasses back in. Uh, <laughs> I okay. need those. And so, do we want to do we want to read our before we yes, run yes, out yes, of time? Let's... Do we want to answer our fan fan mail? <laughs> oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. So this email comes to us uh, with the subject line "fan question." <laughs> this is legit. Yeah, we did. Get Someone an email. actually. Now, now we know this person. Yeah, we do. It's okay. <laughs> so, here's a question for the mailbag. Oh, okay, can we say what we're calling uh, this feature? Sure. <laughs> All right. So, this segment is known as the mail sack. So, so if you've got a question, if you've got a question for the mail sack. Please send it. It's, it's really all about the pronunciation. I know. Like the stress, yeah. <laughs> Please send your sack, question yeah. to uh, Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Uh, you can put mail sack in the subject line if you want. Okay. So fan question. Here's a question of the mailbag. I hope mine gets chosen. It was chosen. <laughs> okay. So, Anessa, if you were to have Brian join you on revisiting an important piece of media to you and one that is new to him, what would you choose? This was a really hard question. Okay. Because, of course, it would be. Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about this this week. And the thing that I, I finally came up with, apart from wanting to teach Brian how to knit, which is not a... Not media. Not media. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to do. That would be really, really fun. Yeah. Um, the thing that I came up with was, like, pop music in the maybe early 80s, which is a thing okay. that I feel like I was into as a kid and, and you maybe weren't quite so I much. I was, though. Um, like, like, what bands? What, what bands and are... I don't have any specific, like, I would I would more likely just, like, go through the Billboard charts for that time and sort of okay. talk about I mean, give whatever. me a few, because we, we, we probably overlap more than you think. Mm, I don't know. I feel like there have been times where we've, and I can't think of any right now, okay. where I've mentioned some band or some music thing. But what I really spent this time thinking about yeah. was, like, so... As Brian knows, and I guess everybody knows, um, you know, my family came to the United States when I was four. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was it, I was thinking about that. It, it actually took me a while to even be, like, to become American to the point mm-hmm. of actually being interested in any pop cultural right, right. things. You know, I was, like, when I was a kid, like, other things that kids did or were into or had in terms of toys or stuff i didn't have not because i was right. deprived it's just my family had wasn't on the radar yeah my family was just yeah. hadn't sort of plugged into those right. those things so the first sort of media thing that i really remember being into mm-hmm. was listening to the radio in chicago and okay. kind of pop music yeah um and maybe sort of dancey pop you know, not like alternative pop music but sure. like dancey pop music so that's that would be my answer we okay. talk about look, look. 80s Offline, <laughs> off the, uh, uh, not off the record. Um, I, I'm, I'm keen to hear more about this. I think we probably overlap more than you think. So, I don't know. And, and, and weirdly, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, tell me, like, like what you know, pop music. I mean, I've listened to a bunch of U2 and The Police this past week. Yeah, and I get it. Like, I like, like that's not poppy. Like, no, no, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff, it, like, it's not Madonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the both very early 80s mm-hmm. and you know, I'm listening to like Boy and Unforgettable Fire mm-hmm. and um, uh, you, know, you know Police even pre-Synchronicity yeah police. and I was never into any of um, that type of music till Police I was, was older like Synchronicity especially like that was huge yeah yeah um, and in, in preparation for war games, I, I found some like 1983 stuff on, on Spotify mm-hmm. and like, like like Madness and Spandau Ballet and some really cool yeah, shit. I don't know. It would but just be uh, like whatever was on the radio. I hear you. Early, I hear you. In the early yeah. 80s. All right. Let's explore that because yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. To know like what, what resonates with you. Yeah. 
But at that time, I I watched a shit ton of MTV. Yeah, um, I watched MTV. Yeah, and and I was I mean it, when I'm say like I'm ten or something like that. That mm-hmm. like counterculture music is years away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the first cassette that I ever owned was by the village people okay uh it had in the navy on it it's actually it's funny i i looked that up like that album had six songs on it mm-hmm. and it's not like six songs because they're doing like prog rock 10 minutes <laughs> it's not like an album by yes yeah or something like that no like each side was not even 15 minutes yeah. long that whole goddamn cassette was uh, less Shorts, than a half yeah. hour yeah anyway, interesting weird. i also used to listen to a lot of like thinking back on, on like the radio stations that I used to listen to and I'm trying to remember what like the progression like I listened to the pop sort of dance music radio yeah. station I also for a while listened to a lot of like the the sort of oldies like rock and robin style Whoa, oldies station yeah. um, and I don't, yeah and <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't remember I wish I remembered whether that came first or the like pop music came first and then yeah. that came later and then I moved sort of to the classic rock station stayed there what was the class where I started? 1059 in Chicago? WCK, w, yeah, WCKG. Okay, I can't remember what... I don't know is. what format they were. They were probably still pretty pretty classic rock by okay. the time you came to Chicago. Uh, I, and I probably listened... I don't remember... Because uh, XRT is the only thing that I listen to yeah. uh, if I'm ever listening to the radio in Chicago now. Uh, I didn't start listening to XRT really until I had returned from yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. I, I was curious when, when XRT happened. Um... Louisville radio stations, uh, there was LRS 102, mm-hmm. which has gone through a number of format changes. At the time, I think they were mostly poppy type stuff. Um, the pop stuff is all like around 100 mm-hmm. on a radio dial, typically. Hmm. Uh, so QMF, 96, <laughs> WQMF, they're now like like 95.7. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. They the were 90, like 96. 96 is now 96.3, which was my favorite right. station when I was yeah, a kid. But, yeah. Um, yeah, QMF, uh, 96 QMF. Um, they did a lot of classic rock. Mm-hmm. They would, uh, probably at that time, they would have referred to themselves as AOR. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, I don't know what my point is. Yeah. They didn't play pop stuff. But I, and I don't remember what the name of the pop station was. It was probably... No, I'm going to look into some pop music from the 80s it was and either, actually see if we are we are apart on that or, or We're similar. closer together than I think you might think. Um, point being, the way that I ingested music was QMF and MTV. So the QMF, definitely no. That's not pop, pop mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like I had a point, but I, I didn't express it very well. I think I'm just... I'm, 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 I think I'm fading. <laughs> I think it's time to go no, get some, some some mid-morning snack. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, because I, I, I loved... I spent like the next 45 minutes just aimlessly <laughs> chatting with you, which is probably what's going to happen yeah. next, but uh, nobody needs to uh, to hear yeah, me uh, wonder at what. How do, we, how do we close this out? How do we... Um... Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. As always. We need something more dramatic than that. <laughs> no, um, here's the dramatic thing. Can, can you... Because I want to hear the, uh, the line reading here. Now... No, by the way, the, the this is the issue of really fabulous quads. Yeah. Okay. So the the last page of this issue, just read that top line. Just give me your your best dramatic reading because this is what we have to look forward to. Yes. Kids, <laughs> cliffhanger. All right. So the top line is, "I am Magneto." <sighs> okay, and that'll do it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.